Yeah, man. <laughs> let's kill that bass head. Alright, let's do this. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pockets flow. It's me and Tony on the mics, we gotta let you know. Of current events, little gaming, sprinkling some entertainment. We stay humble, but our mom still thinks we're famous. Turn up the bass and baby, maybe let that magic flow. Our spoken word is all the things you really wanna know. Having a good time on the show, T Bows and Maddie G. Tune in and hit subscribe and join us on the FAP. And welcome back, everybody, to a uh, super technically messed up uh, episode of the Freaking Awesome Podcast, where Tony's here, but he's not really here. And uh, today we're here with uh, Mr. Uh, Joey Arena. Um, and uh, we're going to have a little chat today, and uh, Tony's going to try to sort out the board and probably just kind of chime in whenever, maybe. So I guess we'll kick it off. How you doing today, Joey? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Good, good, good. Staying safe? I'm as safe as I can. That a boy. Good, good. Well, we'll, we'll kick off the show uh, into the first segment of the show, which is uh, our news. So we'll get into the news. So um, I have a couple news articles today and uh, seems to be all about animals uh, this time around. So uh, I'm a big, uh, big dog lover. Maybe not so much the second article, but uh, we'll dive right in and, and Joey, feel free to, to jump in. So um, so the article reads, rough time. Uh, dog steals reporters Mike uh, goes viral and melts hearts on live TV. So I don't know if you've seen this video yet. It's fairly new. Um, but a Russian reporter, uh, had a rough time, uh, on live TV when a dog came out of nowhere and grabbed her microphone, took off, and she started chasing after it while the news crews just filmed and laughed. So, uh, yeah, so <laughs> her name was, uh, Nesta, uh, was starting her live stand up on Mir TV, uh, about warm weather coming to Moscow. Uh, when Martin, a service golden retriever, made a high jump and scored her mic uh, with, with his mouth. The correspondent finally caught up with the, new, uh, the news hound who let go of the mic and she resumed the rest of the broadcast uh, with her new friend. So the video uh, within one hour racked up over 500,000 views and it's well on its way to 4 million. So, wow. yeah. Are you a dog guy or a cat guy? I love dogs, man. I'm allergic to cats. Yeah. I, I try. I don't dislike cats. I just can't be around them. <laughs> so. Nice. I'm. I'm. I, yeah. I, I kind of. I like both. I have. Um, I have a golden retriever and an Australian shepherd. Mm. So and uh, male and female Lincoln Zelda after my favorite video game. Very nice. And uh, yep, yep, and uh, yeah, we have all kinds of kinds of uh, Zelda paraphernalia all over the basement and stuff. So. Big Nintendo guy. The uh, Australian Shepherd, my producer has one. It's like a horse. Is yours like big? Mine, mine's a female. She's she's actually quite small. Um, oh. She looks a lot like a, a border collie. Okay. But but I've seen some big Australian Shepherds. Yeah. So does he have like the crop tail or? Yeah, he's got the crop tail. He probably grew up next to a nuclear plant or something. <laughs> like, he's like massive. Nice. Nice. Right on. Um yeah, and it's well, it's and it's funny. My dogs like they're so jealous of one another. Like I don't know if you've ever been around, like had two dogs for family pets, but they're uh, 
are mine in particular. Like I, if I pet one, like I have a two story home, so I can pet one in the basement and the one will start running from, from two floors up because he knows I'm petting her. So it's, it's bonkers, but, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, I'll jump into uh, my next article here. Um, I don't know if you've seen this one. This one's pretty new too, but, uh, lizard on the loose, uh, Lizard nicknamed Godzilla hits up a 7-Eleven in Thailand. So I saw, I watched the video for this. A miniature version of Godzilla uh, put a scare into shoppers in Thailand when a seven-foot lizard, uh, and he was fat too, like he must have been, oh, geez, a foot or two around, and he starts climbing all the walls and setting products all over the floor, and people are freaking out. Apparently, what he wanted to do is he wanted to get up to the top so he can lay under the fluorescent lights, like for the heat lamp. And um, so people were, were were freaking out. I've never seen a lizard this big before, um, as I saw. So if you get a chance to look it up uh, to our listeners to have a look, because I've never seen an iguana like this. And uh, what's that? So that sounds really funny. <laughs> Shut up, Tony. <laughs> I'm finally coming through. Sorry about that. What was it? Uh, I still not 100% sure. Something's uh, acting up. I actually think it's Chrome for some reason. Ah. Uh, yeah, I was having a problem with Chrome earlier today, so. Nice. Well, I just got through my two and yeah, okay. uh, it was it was the animal themed one today. What's what do you got? Perfect. Uh excellent. If you're both uh, animal because I missed it, then uh, I do have something here. Uh, I actually got a couple ones. Uh but before we get there actually, I'm not sure if you guys heard about the um uh, the the world record holder now for the the longest breath held underwater. No, it's now twenty four minutes and thirty seconds. How? Uh, yeah, some uh, Swedish um, diver basically is is able to. to That's a small this. coma, right? Well, I, I my my worry is is um, you know, the brain without oxygen for two minutes can cause brain damage. So just imagine what it's like at uh, at uh, 24 minutes. That might be when they actually jumped in and like gave him CPR and realized he was actually dead. Because, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I like wonder to that too. That's insane. Yeah, I know that. That's uh, it boggles my mind, really. Um, so I, I uh, so before I jump into the articles I, again, Joey, terribly sorry for the audio issues. We never actually have issues before, so I'm not sure what's happening there. It's me. Yeah. Totally he's our up. he's our Murphy's <laughs> Law now. It, yeah, it's got to be you're you're bringing the chaos. So uh, I'm gonna trust uh, Maddie G uh, did an okay uh, intro there and didn't uh, didn't ruin me. So <laughs> you did good. You did great. <laughs> Excellent. Um, all right. Uh, so my first article today. Uh, this uh, and and again, stop me if you've heard this one, Maddie, or if, if it was uh, something you did that I missed. Um, but uh, this is actually a little bit of a follow up uh, to an episode we'd done a while ago. Remember the uh, the candle that smells like uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Goop or whatever. Yeah, the, or... well, that's her company is Goop. Okay, and, yeah, uh, yeah. She makes these uh, candles, and and at some point they decided to do one that apparently smelled like her vagina. Now, to further this, um, the newest one was Gwyneth Paltrow sent Demi Lovato a gift, and I, I think Gwyneth Paltrow's got something with vaginas because <laughs> this one is the smell of Demi Lovato's after orgasming <laughs> how 
<laughs> what right. kind of research goes into that? <laughs> well, this is where I this is what I'm thinking. I'm like, this doesn't even make any sense. Like, how how the how the hell is this possible? But she sent her um actually a few things. But uh basically, let me do a, a quick little about the article here. So um you know, with with Gwyneth Paltrow and Demi Lovato, Demi Lovato was of course going through a whole bunch of stuff, and um, the <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow for some reason decided to send her a gift, and it, it involved uh, a vibrator and the candle that apparently smelt like Demi Lovato's orgasm. Um, the uh, the thing was, you know what i i think she was shocked she was so shocked I and mean, she didn't really know what to do so demi lovato of course went to her instagram and, and instantly uh said hey thanks for all this like you're too real and um i think she had a really good laugh about it but I, i'm not sure what first of all you've named your company goop that's a horrible name when you're making candles that apparently smell like vaginas uh, but secondly, it's really bold to be all of a sudden like by the way this is what your orgasm smells like in my mind like, like, like you said, what kind of research is like someone go in and, and check the sheets afterwards, <laughs> like try to sample or scrape things. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So um, her, her R and D department is just a CSI team, <laughs> <laughs> right? Or a crazy group of stalkers. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, so fuck Tony. Thanks for that. Yeah, no, no, no problem. <laughs> uh, all for a quarter. So <laughs> um it's so i guess joey i mean if you were going to have a candle made what what scent would it be (laughs) (laughs) just in case gwyneth paltrow's listening like (laughs) Uh, well i would like something a little bit better than an after nut so i mean that's fair that's fair I mean, I guess that would be more of the chlorine for those who don't yeah, know. Yeah, but... yeah, that's so funny. I was going to say that. Right. <laughs> you know, when you're talking about Demi Lovato, I'm thinking, I'm like, man, it's got to be like, you know, maybe like that iron, coppery, metallic thing. You know, maybe that's what that is. But I'm like, yeah. that's a lot of candle. Just once, like stainless steel. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> stainless steel. Yeah. Nice, nice and sterile. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like pennies. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So my, my follow-up article since uh, you've done yours uh, and I, this is, this one was kind of, it it kind of explains a little bit, but let me go get into this. The article was missing woman found naked inside a Florida storm drain, but how she got there was bizarre. (laughs) And first of all, I'm like, really? I because the first thing (laughs) is that fact is she's naked in a storm drain. But um, so what happened was a 43-year-old woman who had been missing for three weeks was rescued on Tuesday after she was found trapped inside a storm drain uh, just a few weeks, uh, sorry, just a few feet away from the Delray Beach thoroughfare. Uh, she, was un- she was naked and unable to stand on her own. So basically someone had pulled up. They were waiting in traffic. They heard some a woman screaming from their window. So, of course, she got out and ran out to this um storm drain to, to find that here's a naked woman. So she called up 911. 911, of course, put down this blanket and tried to give her privacy as they craned her out. But they're kind of like, well, how did this happen? How did you get there? So she basically goes to the police station and she gives her her recount that, you know, she was um, she decided to go for a, a swim near her boyfriend's home in West Delray Beach when she came across a doorway that led to a shallow part of the canal 
then she entered that doorway and noticed there was a tunnel. So then she decided to go down the tunnel. And uh, basically, she became curious, continued walking down the tunnel, and then it led to another tunnel, which led to another tunnel, and then she got lost. And she wasn't able to work her way back. So three weeks later, she finally saw light up ahead, and she goes to the storm drain. And even though people weren't answering her calls for help, she continued to sit there because she's like, well, there, this is my only chance. I haven't come across anywhere else. So... Yeah, basically sat there, called for help. They hauled her out. And and I thought they were saying, oh, this is the most mysterious, the weirdest thing. At no point did they ever say, what happened to her clothes? Yeah. Toxicology <laughs> on that one, brother. Right? She was clearly on magic mushrooms. Yeah. So <laughs> then, of course, I guess her her mom, I guess, was in a either in a um, uh, an interview or then went to the police and talked to them afterwards. And they said that, you know, she has a series uh, of serious mental illness and especially worse when she's been doing drugs. <laughs> so, <Hold it. laughs> so then uh, I guess they did a toxicology and they'd found out uh, or there was nothing because it had been in three weeks. So they asked her uh, when was the last time she did drugs and conveniently it was the day that she went missing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, what's today? Yeah, three right? weeks ago now. <laughs> well, I mean, what did you survive on for three weeks? You know, <laughs> like, the whole time. Yeah, like, so what happened to your clothes and what were you eating? She ate her clothes. <laughs> yeah, she right? ate her clothes. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> maybe she ate her clothes. Oh my God. <laughs> so, Mark uh, Mark Anchupton's asked, what are we talking about? Uh, some crazy news. Woman found naked in a storm drain inside Florida. Uh, very mysterious. Very Looking mysterious. for Pennywise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know which would be more horrific. So at this point. <laughs> they all float down here. Yep. Uh, so, no, I was going to ask, actually, before I, you came in right at the end of my article there, but I was going to ask, Joey, have, when you were growing up, did you have any weird pets? Weird pets? Yeah. Like, we had a pet raccoon when I was growing up, oh. which was awesome. <laughs> That's cool. I, I think my older brother had, like, a, either a squirrel or a raccoon, maybe at some point. Like, he helped it get back on its feet. It might have fallen out of a tree or something like that. So That's pretty cool. Other than that, I've had the basic, like, ferrets and gerbils and hamsters and guinea pigs and all that stuff. Nice. nice. Nothing crazy. Small exciting. animals. Yeah. <laughs> no seven-foot lizards, eh? Yeah. No, my grandparents had a, a, a parakeet though, and uh, me, it, it never stopped talking. So, it, but it, that was awesome. I actually kind of <laughs> want one now, now that I'm older. Yeah. Because it'll give me that perfect communication when I get home from work, but it'll not talk my ear off. So, it'll just be like just enough camaraderie just when I get home. So, same like we, we had an article one time about this parrot, and it was always talking shit to his owner. So, the neighbors called like the cops for domestic abuse. And it was oh, yes. just the it was just the parrot. Yeah. That is hysterical. So <laughs> yeah, my my grandparents had a bird, and um, it the, the my grandfather had taught it to say "Merry shit," and and then of course every time my grandmother would walk by, the the, the bird would say this, and she just hated this bird to death. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so be careful what you wish for. Um, right. My my youngest wants a bird. I don't know why we've got enough pets in the house. Uh, you know, it's starting to turn into one of those, like this animal ate this animal that ate this animal that they like, that's totally going to happen in my house now. So uh, I, I just, yeah. So we, my we're boys have been bugging fish. for a bird because they want to name it Navi. That's the only reason. So then we have Link, Zelda and Navi. 
<laughs> so I want to teach it to say, Hey, listen, <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be honestly probably the biggest waste of money, but good for you. Like, I mean, we try <laughs> You've done worse, I guess. <laughs> Apparently Mark had an owl for a week and it flew away. Really an owl. Like, do you actually buy these owls from the store or is it uh, one of those things that just kind of crashed into your window and you, uh, you kind of worked it back to health? <laughs> I kind of hope there's an owl store. Sounds yeah. awesome. Right? That is pretty cool. I don't know <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Show me your hooters. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my God. That's a totally why you'd want someone to have a <laughs> just, have an just to make that joke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's crazy. So Joey, thank you very much for joining us again. Terribly sorry for the technical delays, but uh, you know, we're really thrilled to have you on the show. Yeah. Um, So let's, let's get into asking you some questions here and um, you know, I, I, geez, I got so many questions for you, but uh, let's uh, let's just go right into the craziness right now. And let's talk about dreams. So you did a, a remake of course of Van Helden's dreams. Sammy Hagar has given you the the thumbs up. How did this come about? How did you how did you get this? So we the song I finished the song. I sent it to my team, and we we all were so happy with the final product that um, my publicist slash manager was like, you know, I know somebody who knows Sammy's manager. Let's just see if Samuel even wrap his ears around it just to get get a thought, and mm-hmm. so. Uh, we received a response shortly after, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And the guy's like, "Hey, Sammy loves this. Uh, this is Sammy's manager. He goes, he loves it. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, me, the artist, and stuff like that?" So she sent over like a personal bio and all this stuff, and then it was like kind of quiet for like a few days, and then all of a sudden, it was like this big written quote comes back, like this, this like nice lengthy paragraph. And you could just tell from the response that he really took the time to uh, point out the things that he liked, the details in it, and, and everything that I put into it. And then, um, like a couple weeks after, we got the video uh, endorsement, like the video quote, and it was it was insane. Like she called me at like 11 p.m. and she's like, "You're not going to believe this," and I she sends it to me. And I'm like, holy shit. And I jump up. Forgive me. Am I not allowed to swear, by the way? No, oh, no, no, we're, 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 yeah, we're okay. explicit, so you can say whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Just be Ooh. yourself. You already okay. said oh, after oh. nut earlier. So, yeah, I, I flipped out. I started laughing, like, just out of complete, like, um, excitement. And I missed the whole thing. And I had to go back and watch it. And I just saw him. And. And when he said he was behind me, I just kind of like, it, it was, it was a pinnacle moment. I mean, I've been playing music since I was 11 years old and I, it, it's by far out of every little success that I've had, whatever it may have been, this is by far the coolest thing I've ever uh, received or experienced in the music industry for sure. Yeah, that's very, very cool. Um, not not only just a great story, but I mean, it's awesome to not only have created uh, an amazing uh, cover of the song and but to have sammy back it up to have the the main man himself like that's that's really cool yeah man i i'm not i love sammy uh i love um all eras of van halen but i definitely grew up on 5150 and 
dreams was, you know, I, I keep saying it for the press. And I know I sound like a, like, um, I've choreographed the speech so much, but it really is the soundtrack to my childhood. Like I would play that song on repeat daily. I would drive my mom nuts. Um, and especially like when the Power Rangers movie came out, it's like when that ending kicks in and everything, that's like, it's so many guys my age and like, you know, in my, my generation, they, they remember the song from that movie primarily. I mean, and it shaped us. It was like one of the best things about that movie was that song. So yeah, um, it, it just, it was like this weird full circle thing, but honestly, I wanted to do this. I wanted to cover it last summer. And uh, COVID gave me a chance to finally start working on this solo project and doing arena and all that stuff. And because uh, Outlier, my my rock band, my metal band was just so active touring, and I just never had the time to create another project. So COVID put everything on pause, gave me a chance to do this, and then I wanted to cover Van Halen. Um, I like doing covers because it allows me to work with already a hit and just mm-hmm. kind of find my sound and uh, just create a little bit of identity for myself through already a well-written song and dreams to me was already perfect since my arena project very 80s influence i thought that's one of the best songs to do and then honestly it was just uh eddie passed in the process of wrapping that song up and i was like you know what i want to make this a complete tribute track which is why not just a cover but a tribute which is why i took cme's quote I searched YouTube like high and low and I found this perfect quote of him talking about Eddie and how Eddie inspired him to write songs like dreams and right now and all of this. I'm like, this is that quote we we're putting it in here. And it's so like, obviously unorthodox to throw like a quote in the middle of a song, but I wanted really just everybody to know my love for Van Halen and pay complete tribute and respect to Van Halen and Sammy and Eddie. And that's, I didn't expect the song to do as well as this by doing so. Oh wow! That's great. Well, there's a lot of diehard uh, Van Halen fans, right? And then of course that there's oh, that yeah. resurgence, um, you know, since the passing. So it, it's um, not only a good time. Like I said, you did an amazing job with the song. Thank you. And uh, it is it's now on like my permanent playlist. That's that's how much I was just like, oh my god! It made me feel like going right back into the '80s again. And it's really cool that you know you're you're getting more like '80s inspired music because let's be honest, like. That was a good time for music. So the best. Hell the yeah. Best. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. That's cool. Uh, so I, I mean, are you with this project with, with arena, are you going to be kind of doing this side project? Cause I know a lot of, there's a lot of bands that like, they've got their main gig and then some of them will to kind of do their own little side projects, their own. Uh, is it like arena going to be a series of songs, an album? Yeah. So, um, right now I'm just going to be releasing singles, um, but I'm very active in the studio with pro- both projects. I music, I love music so much that when I go to the studio, I will block out like two or three weeks and I'll split that time perfectly in half and dedicate it to outlier. And immediately like on a Wednesday of a week and a half, I'm going to go, all right, let's shift gears and we're going right to arena. And it's perfect because JD, my producer, he gets my vision for both things. So all we're doing is just like readjusting our sales and just kind of like working in this direction. So he knows what I'm going for with both projects. He totally gets what it's about. So it just happens to work a lot easier by having the same guy work for both, you know, projects and stuff. So, um, arena is going to be kind of, I think as far as a live gig thing, it's probably going to be more of a specialty act thing. Very like, 
sprinkle certain dates, like not doing full-fledged tours like Outlier. Outlier is definitely a live performance thing. I think that's where we win people over. Um, we're the type of band that likes to really bring it live, and that's kind of what that's really about. Um, we're not like a band that likes to be so much on the internet and always like, you know, being like just the trendy internet cringy shit. Like we, we're just a rock yeah. band and we just bring it live and that's what we want is people to go, that band is rock and roll. That's what I want. I don't want to be the flavor of the week on TikTok or internet things. So mm -hmm. like yep. artists like that, they come and go and I kind of want longevity and, and I want to be, uh, I, I want to be the reason that these big artists no longer can say rock is dead. So I want to bring back rock and roll to another level. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really cool. And it's really interesting how you you specifically said about that, uh, the 30 seconds of fame of TikTok versus the longevity of a, a real artist. The, yeah. the thing I'm, I'm, you know, I guess nowadays I really find that music today is lacking is the longevity the the artist that goes on the multiple albums you know like the songs change so much that they stop being who they're they are yeah 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 there's um i hate to say this i really really do there's a lot of talent out there and i'll never discredit the talent out there but there's a lack of soul mm -hmm. and um you got guys that really shine through like bruno mars and uh, Ed Sheeran and, you know, Charlie Puth. And like, you get guys like that in the pop world who you can feel it, man. They bring it their live performance. We don't have, you know, the Michael Jacksons anymore. We don't have, you know, uh, we don't have those, those icons anymore, you know? So what's, what's next? What's going to happen with music? Are we just going to get a dime a dozen of these carbon copy artists that yeah, they're good at what they do, but they're a flavor of the week. And then there's the next thing to come out. I mean, I can't even tell the difference between Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, honestly. Like, they're both one and the same yeah. to me. And, you know, uh, I, but like even good rap, I was, I, I get questions a lot about rap. And I still listen to old, like, you know, 90s and early 2000s rap. I've yet to be. Yeah, lyrical rap, rap, not not this mumble shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, it, yeah, there. It, it, music's become almost a mockery to older generations of music. Like back then, yeah. you're talking about the '80s. Yeah, the '80s. You needed to be a good guitar player. You needed to be a good singer. You needed to be a good drummer, a good bassist. You needed to be good. Yet there was no yes. crutch of uh, of melodyne and auto tune and all these things and like you know punch and go. Granted, the digital age yeah. has given us a chance to explore these genres and dive down the rabbit hole and really like make a million other subgenres of rock, a bunch of other subgenres of, of metal and all these other things. And like, I'm, as much as I'm grateful for the digital age of music, it is completely proven that you don't need much other than some good technical, you know, swagginess in your fingers and like, just be savvy behind the computer and, and put some stuff Put it on SoundCloud, yeah. and the next thing you know, you're you know you're grown up. But it's not, you know, is that talent? I'm sure to some extent. I won't discredit it, but bring it live. I want to see how good you are live. I want to see what you can do yeah. live. And that's the real struggle as an artist. Yes, that was yeah. one thing that I loved about Lincoln Park because I was a huge Lincoln Park fan, and um, they did a lot of digital stuff and new age shit. Um, but then you know, going to their concert, you're like. 
holy shit, they do all this live too. So I was a big fan of them because of that, because it wasn't just studio time. It was like, holy crap, these guys put on a good show uh, in the flesh too, which is great. Yeah, it, it's yeah, true. I, um, I saw them with... Um... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joey. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say it, it's true. Uh, I mean, at what point did they divide the line? You know, it used to be look at Rod Stewart. I mean, he was super popular. He was women were going crazy for him. I, I don't find him a good looking guy. And and a lot of the artists in the 80s, they weren't good looking guys. They were guys with talent. Right. And And now you look at today's where they're really trying to shift towards beautiful people. But it's okay. We can fix it digitally. Uh, now you're you're lucky, good looking right. guy, and you've got talent. <laughs> you know, awesome. <laughs> so shy. <No>, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here. I'm looking at myself in the camera. I'm like, I look like fucking Zach Morris right now. So I don't know. What... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you should have one of those big ass prop cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting a call. Careful. Yep. The way so we're we're filming a video for um so Fever is my first original single coming from Arena and we're in the process of filming it and I have to actually after this I'm going to shoot the last scene of it and she's got a we got an old cell phone we got a beeper uh, we have like all the nostalgic like I'm taking everybody back to the early you know or the late '80s early '90s with all of it, like this stuff and so good. Uh, we're we're definitely. Um, yeah, I, I, I miss the I miss that era. I grew up on all that stuff, man. And and I love Save by the Bell. I love all that stuff. And it's funny to look back at it, but honestly, like it was such a great time. You weren't so uh polluted with the nonsense of the internet. And again, the internet's given us a lot of great tools, but I think we've as a society, we have abused the shit out of these tools and we've just kind of highlighted some of the ugliness of what the internet can do and um, I don't know. I miss social interaction. I'm glad that you guys do things like this because this is where I, I feed off of things like this. I like this. You're getting some weird feedback there, Tony. Yeah, I just noticed that. Uh, I think it's on uh, Joey's side. Give me one second. I'm going to yeah. exit. I'm going to come right back. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Cool. cool. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I feel, I feel really bad, but, uh, thanks for everybody who's uh, still hanging in there. Hopefully Joey will be back very shortly. Uh, clearly, uh, time might be a bit of an issue for him if he's, uh, going to finish a video right after this. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> the video sounds awesome though. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, did you get a chance to, to listen to his, uh, song dreams? Yeah. Van Halen? Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. Fantastic. It's it is honestly i listened to that and it was like the 80s flooded right back to me i was just like oh my god absolutely amazing so, yeah it was uh, really well done right with that that's the yeah the 80s sound for sure and i like yeah. uh well i didn't realize i was talking to him earlier and um his band outliers uh, song bury me alive is in my workout playlist oh that's awesome but i just yeah. i didn't like i heard the name and w when you said the name I, I i i recognized it but then i couldn't it to outlier but anyways it finally clicked i'm like holy shit sweet yep. <laughs> yeah yeah i know they've got uh a fair, like outlier's got a fair amount of uh really really good songs uh so uh it's kind of great uh if you're into that really heavy um kind of like a grindcore it, it's it but it's yeah really, good. really sounds really good it's a good mix between so uh, oh there we he's, go he's back oh yeah that's better 
Ah, there we go. I don't hear any popper or fizz at all. Me neither. So that's amazing. Perfect. Very, very cool. Excellent. Uh, so uh, while you were gone, um, we uh, we were talking a little bit more about Outlier. And, uh, and you know, that's really funny because that's kind of the main gig right now with with you. Like, that's normally what I would lead into. But I was so excited about uh, the uh, dreams that uh, I just had to, to jump right in and ask you. Um, cool. <laughs> did, did I also uh, read somewhere that you uh, were, were part of Youngblood at one point? Uh, so not young blood, um, who everybody knows today. No. Okay. So I was in a band called young bloods, uh, oh, okay. back in the day, it was a subsidiary of Sony we signed to, um, but yeah, no, we are young bloods, two words with an S, uh, <laughs> not cutting out vowels or anything weird like that. So, and a space in between. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> exactly. There was like, there's definitely been, you got the young bloods from the sixties. You had young bloods with a Z. And then Sony wanted us to change our name because they didn't want to be affiliated with the rappers anymore. So yes. we, we were going to go through a name change, which is what Outlier started coming into. But we changed the name so we could get out of it, start fresh and yeah. all that stuff. And then, yeah, he came along shortly after. Just taking it up and trying to to mess up the good name. Keep, <laughs> keep young bloods in. Everybody's going to be a young blood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh. Very cool. Uh, it, it looks like we don't have a bit of a leg now. It sounds like you're you're kind of right on cue cool. now. Okay, awesome. good, good. Yeah, um, wonderful. So the next question, of course, I have you. Uh, like I, I, when we're talking again with the uh, outlier, um, you know, you're, you're looking at a lot of your videos and just fantastic. Um, again, really well made videos. Uh, not only goes well with the music, it's just uh, very artistic at the same time. And uh, what what is a process like? Uh, for doing these videos? Uh, a lot definitely goes into them. So me and Jesse, the videographer, we work very, very close on this because one day I would love to um, write and direct film. That's like a, a, a long-term goal of mine. So yep. um, I definitely want to do that. And I use the music videos to kind of showcase some of the creativity that I'm able to come up with either on my own or co-writing with him. And uh, we always look for and strive for authenticity in whatever we do. Um, so a big one that was able to reflect a lot was Set the World in Flames, which was the uh, opioid you know, epidemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. And those were real stories um, all, well, it was real stories, but placed around one character. Mm -hmm. So we, and I told him when we do this, I'm not going to do no PG-13 Hollywood edition of it. I want the gruesome, ugly truth of things. I think Hollywood does a pretty good job of painting a pretty picture of things. And I don't know if it's a way, I don't know why they do it. You know, whether it's like some conspiracy thing to like, you know, warp people into trying something or because it's cool or whatever it is. Like the old Marlboro commercials, you know, to get people to smoke. <laughs> yeah. You're so cool oh. if you do it. So yep. uh, Just try this heroin. Yeah. I mean, shit, man. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> convincing argument <laughs> so I, uh, I I wanted to portray the really ugly side of it and two out of four members of Outlier in that video were uh, heroin addicts so it was it hit very close to home again I don't like bands that do trends uh, which was kind of funny because shortly after we did that video there was a band from Rochester where we're from and 
there's a there's a couple other bands that did it, but I'm not going to take away their authenticity of doing it. It just happened to be timely. Oh, okay, timely. All oh, that you did it well too. But uh, <laughs> there's a band from Rochester that tried capitalizing on it because we we got a lot of buzz around that. ABC News had hit us up for a feature, and all this crazy stuff started buzzing. So the video just naturally did well, and it was again just because we wanted it to come from a genuine place of it and stuff like that versus just pulling at the heartstrings of people or whatever some of these people do and. Uh, like I said, everything I do, I want to make sure it's like we can 100% relate to it or it's authentic in some sort of way. So there's no uh, – it's weird. It's so funny, man, because I hate trends. I don't know why. And here I am as a musician. I'm also a hairstylist. These things are all based on trends, and I hate trends. So um, – I, I think this guy's maybe, a phony. <laughs> it's just, uh, I, I just think there's a, there was a, a, a beauty to authenticity. And I like when people stand out on their own and they're not afraid to take chances. Some of my favorite artists are the ones that just weren't afraid to take chances. And uh, by no means do I think we are original or our thoughts are original, but they're not really influenced by anybody other than just everyday life and more or less average people you know, if you will, or just average stories. I mean, I had siblings that are heroin addicts that part of those stories was where the, it's from is from them. So, um, like the, between the toes and hide, you know, hiding the track marks and stuff like that. So yeah, that's yeah. the, that's the ugly side of it all. You know, everybody goes mm-hmm. to look at the arms, but there's a lot of other places that people like to oh, yeah. inject and stuff. So, um, but yeah, and then spineless, spineless is a very dramatic, uh, take on what I believe is, um, our medical system. Um, after my grandmother passed away from cancer, uh, and she, my grandmother pretty much raised me. So it, it definitely uh, fucked me up about uh, two, three years ago. And um, I became really disappointed. And like, actually, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I hated the medical system here in, in the States. And uh, I believe that they create patients, they create customers. And uh, the way she had been, I'm going to say neglected, um, was just, it was just, it was horrible. It was a horrible way to watch somebody die. And, and then it just trickled down to not only the medical side of things, but also to like our food sources and stuff like that. And like just being poisoned. And, you know, there's yeah. everybody searching for a magic pill here in the States, you know, everything, everybody's got this illusion of safety that they're running after and stuff. It's this it's just crazy, man. So that's kind of what Spineless was about. Obviously, it was very dramatic, and it was like a creature that, that came out. But it, it was really about the mutation of cancer cells, and that's what that was really about. And my grandmother, who went in for a routine colonoscopy, uh, ended up getting punctured, you know, by some of the best doctors in upstate New York. And she, of course, cancer oxidizes, so yeah. she was left on the cutting table for an emergency surgery. And uh, what should have been a 25-minute procedure, I guess, a 20, 30-minute procedure. She ended up being cut open down her whole sternum for three hours. And, of course, cancer is going to fucking oxidize. She goes in for a routine thing to find out that that was the beginning of the end of her. So she had uh, a month to live after that. And I don't know. So I try to put, like, I, I try to be as empathetic as possible and just, like, you go in for a routine thing just to find out you got, your days are really numbered and a lot shorter than you thought they'd be. So, um, so that, that kind of made me look at that. And I think our, our, the American government is a complete fucking shit show. And, uh, I hate politics and I am anti politics to every extent. So 
<laughs> nobody will ever get me saying this or that or blue or red or any of this shit. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I can, I can see, I can see through it all, man. And you know, man is so fucked and we are so flawed in the fact that we put people that are so even more fucked than we are in power is just like, and we think that they got our best interest. Yeah. Yeah. It's no. kind of a, yeah. a weird thought process. I, no, sorry I for all that. Ran. <laughs> no, 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 that's okay, okay, man. You know, yeah. we're, we're pretty blessed up here that luckily somebody figured it out or a group of people figured it out a long time ago so that we reap the benefits of a proper healthcare system. Cause yeah, you know, that's one thing that I, I think Canadians do take for granted, but, um, I don't, <laughs> you know, like the fact that we don't have to sell our houses when we get sick and stuff is, that's a big deal, you know? Yeah. And, and I hope that one day um, you guys get something like that too, because it's possible. You just have to get people to fucking agree in a room long enough to make it happen. Yeah. yeah. So. And, and as for political, you know, every, every time an election comes along, I keep thinking, well, it's just the devil, you know, right. It doesn't matter which one it is. They all lie. They all have the best intentions, but they say what they have to say to get into to power. So it's, um, it's all that it is, man. It can, it can be super frustrating. Uh, do big shout out, uh, again, uh, Tina Marie, of course, who had uh, said hi to us a little earlier. And, uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh I don't like interrupting people, but uh, I do uh, like acknowledging when, uh, people write in. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, what, what is, what has it been like this, this venture, uh, going back to arena and, uh, kind of doing that, um, that solo thing. Cause I mean, it's a kind of a big thing when you, when you are with a band and you decide to be like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, this isn't just me lives sitting in my living room talking or singing to myself or coming up with stuff, but you're actually putting it pen and, uh, to paper to, to, to go your own direction. Um, it's got to be, I know, like you'd said with, uh, you know, having the right producers, you can kind of go from one to the other and jump back and forth. Um, but that mindset, when you go to, to start a project on your own of that venture, what is it like? Um, you know, I started, I did it with outlier. So I think it kind of groomed me for the same thing at first when I was going, uh, when I started outlier, it was just me driving to Cleveland, so about four, four and a half hours away every weekend over the course for a year and a half. And I was just doing a lot of writing and scrapping with uh, my producer at the time, Evan McKeever. And, um, you know, you definitely, you get up in your head a little bit and you're just like, am I biting off more than I can chew? Like, can I really fucking do this? And uh, so there was definitely moments of doubt. And on the first EP, I had a lot of that. Um, there's a song called Vice. And vice is literally about living in your own head and like letting your, um, I hate using the term demons now because that was such a flooded term in, in that genre of music for so long. But at that time, that's just kind of what it was. It was just the, the empty bad thoughts in your head kind of taking over saying you're not, you're not good enough or, you know, you're not, you know, it's not worth it and to give up and all this shit. So, um, but a lot of the songs on the album were about overcoming and overcoming obstacles and stuff like that. So, uh, I used it as kind of a bit of a, a journal, a music journal to uh, course me through writing that record. And then after I had found members too, uh, once I, was, I wanted to start taking it to the stage, I found band members after. And that's kind of how Outlier happened. So I took the same thing really and just applied it to Arena. But I knew that with Arena, um, I'm not going to have anybody else to even eventually rely on other than just myself. But um, Again, it's going to be a specialty act. So when I play live, uh, mm -hmm. I'm just going to pick 
you know, some great musicians, some great friends just to kind of like pop in and stuff like that and just have a good time. And, um, yeah, just like have fun. So the, so the live rotation will probably just rotate every so often, but it'll just be fun. It'll just be like me and friends. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. No, that's good. very cool. Very cool. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I got one more question before we kind of do the uh, 20 uh, questions with Matty G. Um, the when um, you started uh, and it's so funny because you, you kind of knock yourself off when I when I mentioned the 20 questions. But um, what I where I wanted to go with this was, uh, you know, when you started um, doing arena, did the, did the guys kind of get a little nervous? Could they get kind of like well, what do you mean? You're going to do your own thing? Is are you going to are you going to try to shift directions? <laughs> um, you know, I nobody came out and said anything to me, but I I kind of could see it in a couple of their faces. I think I don't know. I I like to think I'm pretty intuitive, and the the response for Arena has been really good. And I think they're kind of like, hmm. So they're kind of just like, where's this going to go? But um, yeah. but being that I started an outlier, and outlier is still very much like a part of me. Um. I don't want to call it a solo project, but it's, it's my baby. Like it's, it's kind of was like my first baby. So, um, I won't love it more than the other, but, um, outliers just kind of self running now. So it doesn't need as much attention as I guess the newborn, you know, you guys mm -hmm. probably get it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so yeah, it's yeah. like you, you love them both the same, but the other one needs a little bit more attention now. And that's just kind of what it is. So, um, I guess that's ideally like I guess that's kind of what it would be, but they they may have had some feelings. If they do, uh, they have not voiced them. But it's I can devote a hundred percent to both projects without taking away. And again, Outlier is sitting on so much material. Um, we are just kind of uh, we're working on the business end right now to make sure we can like properly release that material and then it gets the proper backing and support that it deserves. So it's not like we're going anywhere. We're just strategically waiting right now for the right moves and uh, looking to get back out on the road and all that stuff. So, but yeah, yeah, very cool, very cool. And that's that's an interesting thing that you said there because you could have you know a, a, an awesome album created, and you know if you release it in the wrong window, that could directly impact you know what I mean how that's received. So, is is the business end of things? Um, is that often harder than sometimes the creativity piece of actually putting 100%. the material together? Yeah. 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 I, I would say um, creative wise, I've never been in too many like brain fart moments. It's kind of, uh, I, I pick up my guitar at least for like 30 minutes a day and I'll noodle around just to whether it becomes a riff or I'm writing a chorus and I'll just record it on my phone or I'll be uh, driving and all of a sudden like a lyric idea just pops in my head and I'll just jot it down real quick. And um, so the creativity kind of just comes in waves as it usually does. But the business side is a complete struggle. I've signed four shitty record contracts in my life. Uh, I've released on major labels and, and I've gotten shelved and I've gotten all these things. So like, and it's a constant uphill battle for, to deal with mm -hmm. the industry. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The, the whole system is designed to fuck the artist. There is no, th there's no uh, way around it. So whatever deal an artist signs, um, it's usually, well, if you're smart, it's with the intention of getting screwed the least amount on your, on your contract. But you're always going to get screwed <laughs> on your contract. And everybody, by the time your managers and your, everybody's done taking their piece of you, you have the scraps. And it costs 
thousands, thousands and thousands to make records and songs and artwork and merchandise and all of this. And then by the time everybody takes from you, you're just like, thanks. <laughs> but yet, but yet you are, but you're the engine to the car. So nobody <laughs> is, you're not going yeah. anywhere unless without, you know, without you. So the, the whole system is so messed up. And I know that everybody thinks they're going to kind of, uh, you know, I'm going to do it DIY, but you still need help in some sort of way. You need help. You, I, you either need financial backing with, so like investors and, and really yeah. labels are just, a lot of labels are just banks with high interest rates, like really high interest rates. Yeah. Um, so you ever heard of uh, the rapper the Tom McDonald? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, yeah. Apparently he refuses to, to sign to any label I, I was reading. Like yeah. He's just so, doing everything. So, Go ahead. well, he's also, he's, no, no, I was going to say he's also in a niche market. So there's certain genres you can get away with that. I think arena is in a genre that is very heavily supported. It's got a very cult following the whole synth wave, dark wave, vapor wave community is super like open and forgiving and loving and they want more of it. And I'm a part mm -hmm. of like all these synth wave forms. And every time I post yeah. something, it's just lights up with positivity, like just positivity. Awesome. And, and, and it's not to say that I don't welcome cr criticism, but it's a. I just noticed it's a very supporting thing when you do that on rock and metal. It's like fuck you, your breakdowns aren't heavy enough, pussy, and all this shit. So like, <laughs> look at these guys. Like, like our, our first release when we put out "Buried Me Alive" through Revolver, like in 2015. Um, everybody was nobody bashed the song, but everybody was bashing our look, and they're like, "These guys don't know if they want to be Kelvin Klein models or rock and rollers," and it's like. <laughs> fucking a man like yeah, what do so, i have so, to do <laughs> so i thank you i guess yeah we, you're saying we look we look handsome like what, what's yeah. going on here so so i i think uh i i do like the synth wave community a lot i think they've been uh they've been very awesome and welcoming me as a new artist and and that's probably been one of the most exciting things about the genre so yeah, cool. but Tom McDonald, cool. rap. I think rap is also kind of one of those genres. You you can be carried by the people differently versus rock and metal. Rock and metal, I think you rely on uh, your label a lot, and and you rely mm -hmm. on radio, and you relay, you know, a lot of that type of stuff. So, I think it's yeah, genre based. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, uh, let's quickly get into the second part of our show, and uh, we've got our slightly slower than average rapid fire questions with Maddie G. Yep. I prepped him for this, so. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. All, <laughs> All right. right, here we go. Here we go. Rapid fire questions. Uh, question number one. What made-up word would you register into the English language? <laughs> <laughs> Usually people word. have at least one. Yeah. <laughs> like something you say, like uh, when you stub your toe or you say to your buddies or... After uh, that, <laughs> what was that? Vingya. Vingya. Okay. Do you have a definition for that? So it's well, it's a very Italian American slang, and well, so it sounds like mingya, like what the hell? But it really actually means dick, and I don't know why <laughs> Italian like Americans, and it's really an Italian from New York thing. So it's yeah. I've okay. never seen, I've never met Italians from anywhere else in the world. Even my friends in Italy are like. What the fuck is Minga? I'm like, <laughs> oh, I forgot. We made up our own words out here when we came over. So <laughs> we're the real Italians now. 
<laughs> so, so what we do is like, like I grew up hearing like Mingita Fach. So it's like, and, but when I remember the word or like when I actually learned the word, I'm like, are you calling somebody a dick face? <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Oh, That's man. a good one, man. Stupid. Good one. That's so stupid. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we get some good ones on here, so that's good. Uh, all right, what is the scariest dream that you can remember? Uh, shit. Well, I have two versions of scary. I have one where my mom died. Um, that was that was scary because uh, I thought it was like real, and uh, it was a very uh, dark room like velvet wallpaper like but it was like a wine red and that had like these old like victorian candles like you know like these nice little things coming out of the wall and shit and the the sheets were covered or the couches were covered in sheets and it was a small room and my mom had died and i was like really upset and everybody around her was like not paying attention like she died so that was like a really fucked up thing and then my grandmother i believe just visited me um, but it, it was an amazing dream. Um, so that wasn't scary, but it was just like scary when somebody so somebody passes and they're like right in your face and you could just read everything on their face as if they were uh, you yeah. saw them yesterday, especially because you normally don't see people's and I guess in their in your dreams, you don't really see their faces like, yeah, you know, it's them and you see outlines. Um, and then I only remember one other dream from my youth and I fought the devil. <laughs> that yeah. a, That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. With the pick with the pick of destiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was like some Constantine shit. I think it was definitely some Constantine shit. That's, That's cool. dope. That's dope. very cool. Yep. Um, if you could pick a superpower, what would it be? I would just be Superman. <laughs> that would be my, yeah. Okay. That's every, fair. Everything yep. that he is, I would just do that. That's cool. Yeah. Yep. That's a good one. Um, what's your earliest childhood memory? <laughs> you guys are going to go, wow, dude, you need fucking therapy. <laughs> um, I would say that. Um, I remember honestly getting into a car accident and I was sitting in the back seat. My mom had a formula, uh, a formula one for those car gurus out there. And uh, uh, we were at an intersection and we got T-boned and I was really, really, really little. And somehow we all walked away without a scratch. Um, and then I remember we went over to my grandmother's house and that's kind of really it. But I, that's like the first thing I recall. I think I was maybe about like four years old, three or four years old. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I definitely good. need therapy. Yeah. <laughs> there always seems to be this recurring thing of metal with you. So maybe it was, it was just destiny. Yeah. That's it, man. Yep. It's all metal yeah. car crashes and everything. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, what activity in your life makes you the happiest being in the studio or being on stage? Okay, cool. Yeah, that's good. Uh, what foreign language would you most like to learn? What foreign language would I like to learn? Well, I'd like to get proper dialect in Italian because I know that I have a very Sicilian dialect. And if I went to Italy, they would look at me like I was some kind of bum or riffraff. (laughs) So they'd be like, what? Um, I would, I would like what happens in Canada. I would say that. (laughs) I, I would I, I would say that or I would say uh, I don't know why I think German is so cool because it sounds like you hate everything like yeah, yeah that's fair <laughs> right. and Russian yeah. too is like that yeah. Russians are Russian, very yeah, yeah. apparently it's wicked hard to learn though Russians like one of the hardest languages to learn yeah I so. got I got a buddy that um, was born in Russia and I remember years ago he was trying to show me just even writing a sentence out I'm like what the fuck like 
Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. good luck. I won't learn it. I'm good, man. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if, if you could pick a decade to relive anyone, which would you pick? 80s. Yeah. yeah good choice. Good answer. I, I, would, I, would, I would say the 80s for two reasons. Well, I only got to enjoy four years of it. But everybody I've heard from for just years on end, and then, of course, releasing Van Halen is the same reoccurring thing that every interviewer, every single person says, even my managers and everybody say, the 80s were the most fun times. I've not met one person that said the 80s sucked. So I, I, I wish I got to enjoy it maybe in my teens or even in my 20s. So. Yeah, the music was good. Movies were were fun because uh, the script yeah. was there, like the actual stories were there, and uh, you could still find an arcade to walk into. Yeah, yes. you could just do copious amounts of cocaine, and no one would say anything. Hey, Jim, what you doing? Yeah, just some cocaine. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> um. Oh, uh, what was the first movie that made you cry? Damn, I don't really cry for movies, but there's there's a couple. There's definitely one or two. Um, shit. Oh, okay. Um, I would say. Did you guys ever see Jack? Yeah. Robin Williams. Yeah. 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 That shit is sad as fuck to me. It is. So, yeah. It is. It was. I was heartbreaking. So, um, Jack, like when he gives that final speech at the end, bro, stick a fork in me, man. That's it. Right. So that yeah. Was it. Um, yep. I, I would say that, or I would say, um, damn, there's gotta be like one more. Cause I, I, and there's only like two that ever really hit me. Oh, uh, what dreams may come actually with Robin Williams oh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's really powerful. Dude. That's it's like life. sadness, sadness, sadness. Beauty, <laughs> yeah, beauty. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is it? This is a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah I, exactly. I know what you're saying. Yeah. In fact, um, it's weird. The more, uh, the more sad the movie got, the brighter it got. <laughs> it was I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, do you believe in aliens? Like X Files, I want to believe. Yeah. No, okay. I no, yeah. I definitely I definitely do. Um I, what I got a kick out of this whole time is during all of fucking 2020, you got CNN and Fox News dropping the biggest shit about aliens in 2020. And yes. nobody fucking bat an eyelash. I go, no. are we that desensitized or just completely fucking warped onto a virus <laughs> that we don't give a fuck about extra life? Yeah, I, I think that that's crazy? exactly why they did that. I think it was so that because everybody was worried about this pandemic, they could basically said, and we shot JFK. And and they, nobody would actually say anything because they're just so preoccupied. They're like, this is the time to drop all the bombs yep. on people. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There was like yeah. obelisks. There was sightings there. I, I remember hearing about it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. it was like, there was like pictures and videos and like everything finally came out. And then the guy that, uh, the Navy pilot from what, 2016 or something like that. I heard his skit like on, a couple other podcasts and his interviews and stuff like that too. And, you know, he's like a well-decorated guy who's still got his fucking screws intact too. So yeah. I was like, damn dude. And, uh, but yeah, I, and you know, what's funny is, you know, they, you're right. They did put it out and, and it was just, a, I really just to see, I feel it was just to see if people would react to anything or other than just this COVID thing. And yep. that's yeah. it, man. Yeah. So. Genius. <laughs> genius. Yeah. You're a genius, yeah. Lloyd. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I quote movies all day long with my friends. Like, I got a couple like close friends, and all it is is just movie quotes for like. Oh, we do that too a lot. <laughs> Tony awesome. and I. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, that's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you do with a hundred million dollars right now? I would. I would buy my mom a house. Um. I would. I would want to give to somebody, not a charity, because I, I feel that a lot of charities are really crooked, but I would want to give to somebody who is like some sick children, maybe, uh, like terminally sick children. Um, I would want to pay their bills off and um, maybe help their families out and stuff like that. And uh, I don't know, just maybe invest yeah. after that with whatever's left and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Maybe actually probably buy an Island for myself. That would be pretty dope and That'd be build cool. a house on that. <laughs> yeah. so, and then right. the other 90 million in like yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah. Right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and like, it's like, you know, sick children and uh, I'll just, an island yeah it was a good balance it was a good balance well, you know I'm, I'm, well, I'm, just, I'm like i'm like giving and giving i'm like i guess i should do something for myself yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, good you know it's, it's, it's actually really cool that you bring that up because you know uh, up in canada i think we often forget that um you know healthcare isn't free and and it really does ruin families um when someone gets sick because they just financially can't keep up so i think it's great that you know your answer wasn't to the charities but directly to the people in need and, and well, in the families too, man yeah. like if somebody told yeah. my kid was sick i'd sell my fucking house i'd, I'd live in that's a box right. so that they could get better yeah you know? 100 so. yeah yeah no, yeah I, cool. I i think um I think the idea of an organization sounds great, um, but I'm such a skeptic that I just think, again, people are so crooked and I'd rather cut out the middleman and go right to a source. That's honestly mm -hmm. what I would rather do. That way I know that they're getting it directly and I know that my dollar is not being, uh, not a fraction of my dollar is going to them, but the whole dollar is going to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. You should start like Joey Arena's non-crooked charity. Like <laughs> <laughs> restricted trademark. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, like, but like, and, I, and I would make sure it's like third party tested. So like, I know like everybody working under me has no like corruption and shit like that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. Honestly, I would love to do that. I just, I have no fucking clue what would go into something like that, but um, yeah, but that's cool. Something yeah. to think about down the road. Yep. Yeah. People, reach out to Joey. Make this happen. Remember yeah. that name too, because I totally donate to a charity with that name. I'd be like, yeah. "That's <laughs> great." Yeah, right. Here's my, all my money. Yeah, that is that honesty. is actually a really cool idea. And you know what? Too <laughs> like, I would love to like send statements to people. Like, if you do that, I would love to like just show a transaction of like it going forward, and then send you a receipt. So it's like you yeah. know that all your money went. So all it is is I'm just kind of like middlemanning it, but giving you the thumbs up, knowing like, oh, it cleared. Your money actually did go somewhere other than my yeah. pocket. Yes. Yeah. And the one and the one good thing about technology and the internet today is that you could actually easily make that happen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Just imagine the reaction videos of just people. If you walked in, you'd be like, "I have paid your child all your child's bills," you know, um, and it was do donated thanks to this person, and just right? outright. Not only that, it's like the. You're, you don't have to be a silent benefactor. Like this person outright wanted to help you. Bam, they did it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. 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 We might be onto something. Yeah. yeah. I think I think there's there's definitely something. There. You would feel good about yourself and the universe would totally pay you back in copious amounts of blowjobs. 
<laughs> you just you just be like out in the middle of the day, just blowjobs all the time. Well, funny thing is, you enjoy a good blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> this is win win win. <laughs> what does well, he get out of it? Well, he just blows yeah, right? just, just, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Yep. Just blowjobs, and it's not even like weird because because that's like. His <laughs> that's cool though i mean yeah <laughs> oh fuck yeah. <laughs> all right next next question what uh what's your biggest pet peeve what what gets on your nerves um oh what gets on my nerves uh hypocrisy yeah. big one um that's like my number one thing i cannot stand hypocrite hypocrisy and uh I would say um, uneducated people speaking. Um, I just okay. So ignorance, ignorance, yeah. and hypocrisy. That'll be the yeah. best way to say it. Um, those two things drive me nuts. I think those are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. Those are good. You know, it's you know when you always bring up the uh, the subject, I always think. What bothers me? What gets on my nerves? And I actually don't really think about it much. I was in the grocery store the other day, and that was like my newest thing. The people who park the cart in the middle of the aisle and then start having a conversation. I, I just want to 300 that cart down the aisle. <laughs> think, That's what you get. <laughs> That's what you get. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 It just, uh, it, it, it drives me crazy. And, and then, um, and I think it, like my, my wife really knows that it drives me crazy. And I, I don't think I, I say it anymore, but I get this like look on my face when I see this happening or when someone's blocking me. Uh, so she, she did one of those, like, uh, I'm going to order the groceries and then we just have to walk in and pick it up. You just get your cart, you go to this weird and they tell you it's in uh, refrigerator A, um, freezer B and cabinet C uh, for like the frozen, the, the refrigerated and the, and the dry goods. And I, I was just like blown away. I was just like, oh, oh my, oh my God, this is, this is amazing. I just came in the door bro, with my bro, cart and I bro. picked up my shit that was already ready. Dude, just, <laughs> you know? just to fuck with you, I'm going to get yep. Tully, Kelly to, to text me next time you go to pick them up and I'm going to put a fully loaded cart right in front of your fucking order. <laughs> 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 you would you would yeah I would. you know you you shit on the one thing that i was yeah. just like this is absolutely amazing and and it's really funny because kelly was just like i actually like going through the store but i knew you would really like this <laughs> and i'm like i don't have to interact with the people in there like I, i'd rather just deal with the cashier being like hi thank you have a great day you know and and go home and make myself a sandwich or something but when i have to wait for someone who's blocking the aisle or, or, or the worst part is like like i'm I go up the aisle, I'm like, fuck, I just need to get to the other side. And then they're like in mid-conversation. And I'm not a rude prick. So I'll just be like, oh, okay, I'll just, damn it, I'll take my cart around the aisle and go to the other side. And then by the time I get around there, they finish their conversation. But now they're blocking the other side. Oh, I like, oh, my God, I just almost <laughs> lost my mind. <laughs> yeah, That's a fair one, Tony. It's a yeah. fair one. Yeah. A um, couple last questions for you. Uh, what was the last thing that you did just for yourself? Um. I made myself dinner, <laughs> <laughs> but that's like a necessity. That's not, I love that question. Do. I love that question because yeah. people don't realize how. Yeah. Damn. Right. I love that's asking that question. Sign. This is a good sign. You have to remember, you got to do things for yourself sometimes. Yeah, no, I, I talk about that a lot and I, I definitely, um, I, I would, 
I forced myself to go on vacation for a week to Florida to see my family. My, all my family lives in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm primarily the only one still here. So um, it's a good way to, it's a good excuse to go down and go on a vacation and get out of the snow and all that shit. But I kind of cleared out some room in my schedule. I pushed off some work and I, I would say that, but um, I can't remember anything else, honestly. I don't know. I'm not sure. You know what you should do this year is um, you should do a vacation, but to neither Florida or where you are. Go somewhere that's even like remote and safe and just spend time with each other with no tech, you know? And, and, Dude. and, and yeah. 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 You know what's so funny is, is like I was, we had, we were supposed to go on tour uh, in May to Europe. We had a Europe tour and I wanted so bad. We were supposed to go to the Netherlands and I told my agent out there to give me a couple off days so I can just really enjoy the sights out there. And just get fucking lost, man, and turn my cell phone off. Like, I hate, and anybody who knows me, I hate my cell phone with a burning passion. Like, when people text me, like, I'm that asshole that texts back, like, a day or two later. (laughs) And But I I don't make excuses, like, oh, you know, just seeing this now. Like, no, it's like, I'm sorry. I hate my cell phone. I'm just getting to my text messages. Like, I'm not going to lie about it. Like, people know that I hate my phone. And if you want to talk, just call me and... And stuff like that but i try to i try to get away from my phone as much as possible yeah i i miss yeah. people just calling to have a conversation it doesn't have to be a long conversation like give me five minutes of your time you know and and firing everything off in a message outside of like yo can you pick up lettuce on the way home like i, I just find the full conversations are, are you, you're you lose in touch with humanity yeah i agree with you what activity makes you totally lose track of time blowjobs it's really gonna work out for you let me tell you you're you're gonna be living in this like daydream of of yeah bro uh, you're gonna you're gonna merge from the house with a full beard and like what day is it (laughs) (laughs) it's like april 25th really 2027 oh my god i have such such a like vivid imagination so i pictured all of this and i'm like oh god i've been getting this many blowjobs for this long that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. COVID, COVID like will be long gone and like forgotten at the time. Of, oh my God. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> I got blown straight through COVID. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Such a> time. <laughs> oh, fuck. Meanwhile, living without a cell phone in the Netherlands. <laughs> and I don't even know who's blowing me. Oh, fuck. Uh, All right. Two point, last questions. For you. Two last okay, questions thanks, here. Beth. Um, what is the best thing that you've ever eaten? Oh man. You know, I, I'm going to be so freaking lame and I'm just going to say, I'll take a large pepperoni pizza. Yeah. In or- hey, in true order- New Yorker. Yeah. True yeah. New Yorker. I'm going to take that in order of garlic Parmesan wings. And then there's a place, my favorite sushi place in Rochester. It's called California Rolling, And they got this, this roll called a bubble beach roll. It's like shrimp tempura with like, uh, spicy mayo and like, uh, um, uh, fucking cream cheese. And dude, that's, I, that's like my favorite one that we call it the dynamite here. Yeah. The dynamite. Oh, the dynamite. Yeah, yeah. 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 Dude. Like yeah. I, bro, when I get it, man, I'll eat like seven rolls just cause I'm so stupid like that. I'll just like down it, but it'll be like five of those rolls. And then like one of two other like rolls and stuff just to cool, break yeah. it up like us. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's awesome. It's that's not awesome. a glutton. I just like what I like. <laughs> that's it, man. When it, hey, those, those two things, I'm like, there's, I'm like a bottomless pit. I'll go that's until awesome. I'm like just <laughs> food coma. The belt. I love it. Explodes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Last question for you today. What is your favorite podcast that you've been on in the last 12 hours? You guys. Yay. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. Even despite all our technical issues at the beginning, it's good to hear. <laughs> no, this honestly, this is my favorite type of podcast. Um, I, I told uh, my publicist, Shauna, I said, please, like, I love podcasts, especially people that are just, you can just be open and, and just flow with it, like what we've been yeah. doing. This is kind of like where I, I feel that I'm at my best. <laughs> so whatever yeah. that may be. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. You know, we, we prefer being able to, to chat and just let you be you. Thank you. No, this yeah. is this is great. Honestly, I enjoy these ones the most. That's that's great. Excellent. Well, um, we'll make sure for the listeners on the road uh, that, of course, uh, we will put up uh, that wonderful picture of you up on our guest section of our website, as well as uh, some links leading to social media and to, of course, uh, your newest album. Uh, do you have specific social media that you'd like to pitch right now or anything else you're passionate about? Um, I would definitely just say if you have a Spotify account, please uh, give a like to the song, your favorite songs, uh, give the pages a follow. Um, and or if you're on Apple Music, whatever it is, you know, just following those pages really does a lot for artists today now. So mm-hmm. um, even though they're not really so much interaction, it still it counts so much more um, in the algorithms. And because we get paid so little from streams, that actually a little bit helps quite a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. With yeah. with the streaming end of things, so, but yeah, so, so find me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm all over it all. That's amazing. So wait, you're telling me that I watched uh, or or listened to Dreams about 17 times on on YouTube today, and you don't get crap from it. Uh, you you I probably earned about uh well from YouTube. Let's see what YouTube is paying right yeah. now. Um, you you probably gave me about three cents. So. Uh, <laughs> Oh, you know I what? thought you were going to be like, I got to, I got to pay them for that, Tony. You're right? welcome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus. So everybody out there listening, you got to go check out dreams. And if anything, at least listen to it on YouTube as well, so that we can yeah. get Joey a cup of coffee in there uh, for at least. That's what I, mean. I love my coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Excellent. Joey. Well, thank you very much for joining us tonight. And uh, you know, we'd love to circle back around with you as uh, things are progressing in the year and see how you're doing. Absolutely. I would love to see you guys. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. great. Yeah, anytime, man. Take care of yourself. eh? Have a great evening, guys. Take care. Yeah. So this is a good time for us to pitch our social media. You could get us on our website, thefap.ca. On uh, Twitter is thefap4. You can get us on Instagram. Is the Fab Podcast. Don't forget our Facebook. The Freaking Awesome Podcast. And uh, you can always reach out via email. Thefabpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on the air. We on the air. We got this pocket. Ah, uh, oh, not again. Wicked sweet. Eh. <laughs>